0: In this show, you'll hear from a scientist who is working to understand why reproduction in our later years is less successful. You're listening to The Science Show on Cambridge 105. In this section called Scientists at Work, we talk to people who, for some reason or another, find themselves working, researching or thinking about science in Cambridge, England. You know, there are dozens and dozens of research groups at the Laboratory of Molecular Biology and one of them is led by scientist Dr Melina Shu. Her special topic is meiosis in mammalian oocytes, or as I'd put it, how we make the eggs that make our babies. I was intrigued to know why we need to know more about making babies, so I visited to ask Melina what her interest was all about.
1: We are interested in, in how fertilizable eggs develop in mammals, like in humans and in mouse. A fertilizable egg needs to first remove half of its chromosome content before fertilization, because the sperm will bring in chromosomes, which contain the genes. Okay. And in order to avoid that the embryo has too many genes, too many chromosomes, the egg needs to eliminate half of them first. Okay. So why is that interesting? And the reason yes. it's interesting is because eggs are extremely inefficient in eliminating precisely half of their chromosomes before fertilization. It's estimated that between 10 to 50% of eggs are chromosomally abnormal. They either have too many chromosomes or too few. And if these eggs are being fertilized, then in most cases, the embryo just won't develop because it's got the wrong number of chromosomes. Um, In some cases, it does develop, but then the baby that is born is going to have diseases such as Down syndrome, for instance, in which case you've got three copies of chromosome 21. problem, as I mentioned, 10 to 50 percent in older women, around 40, of eggs are thought to be chromosomally abnormal, and defects in the egg are the major cause of miscarriages and genetic diseases such as Down syndrome.
0: We often hear about the big things like Down syndrome, whereas the rest of us really have other aberrations which are Basically, we're not very clever, or we grow up predisposed to heart disease. A lot of research goes into Down syndrome.
1: I guess it depends a lot on on your point of view, but I I mean, I'm now 33, and I know quite a few women in my age who are thinking about having a family, and who are really struggling to, to start a family. And especially if women get older, then becoming pregnant becomes more and more difficult, and There is really an increasing number of couples who have to undergo in vitro fertilization treatments to be able to have babies. And the major reason that older women have problems is that the quality of the eggs isn't anymore as good as it used to be. So what we are trying to understand is why eggs are so likely to develop in the wrong way and why is their quality deteriorating with the age of, of the mother, which then leads to this increase in Down syndrome that has been described as the maternal age effect a long time ago.
0: What does this actually come down to when you're at work looking at eggs?
1: So our favourite tool is the so-called confocal microscope, which is a microscope that involves lasers as light source. So you've got lasers of, with light of different wavelengths, <laughs> and these microscopes are big machines. And the advantage of using these microscopes is that you can look at very thin optical sections inside the egg. And you might think, you know, does that matter at all? But it does matter because eggs are relatively large cells in comparison to other cells that you find in a body. So human eggs, for instance, are roughly a tenth of a millimeter. If you'd look at them with standard microscopy, you'd look through the entire egg and then you can't see very much detail because you will see what is at the top of the egg and the middle of the egg what is at the bottom and then if you see everything at once you can't really understand what's happening inside so with these specialized focal microscopes you can scan with a little laser in 3d the entire volume of the egg and then reconstruct it on a computer and in that way you can understand precisely what is happening in the middle what is happening five micron above five micron below so we get really good resolution and in that way we can, for instance, track if individual chromosomes are being lost while the egg develops. As I mentioned, half of the chromosomes have to be eliminated before fertilization. If one extra chromosome stays in the egg, or maybe one extra chromosome is eliminated, then we can detect these small mistakes directly live on, on the microscope. Okay. We're mostly working with mouse eggs as okay. a model system for human eggs because Obviously, mouse eggs are much more easily available and they're quite similar to human eggs and um, that's why we're working with mouse eggs.
0: Okay, and this microscope allows you to see it in vivo as opposed to in vitro. Is it a live
1: egg? It is a live egg, but normally in mammals, obviously, the egg would develop inside the body. We can't look directly into the body, but we can isolate these eggs are actually the egg is developing out of a progenitor cell, which is termed an oocyte. So, in the stage where you have all the egg, all the chromosomes, it's an oocyte. In the stage where half of of the chromosomes are gone and the egg is ready for fertilization, it's an egg. So we are isolating these oocytes, which still have all their chromosomes, from mouse ovaries. That's where they are stored in the ovary, and that's the same in humans. You'd find a lot of little oocytes in the ovary, and then we are. He recently labelling structures inside these eggs, like, for instance, the chromosomes themselves, or also the machinery that is then segregating the chromosomes from each other and eliminating half of them in a very small cell, which is termed the polar body.
0: The polar body is the leftover bit.
1: Absolutely. What are we looking yeah. for? Yeah. In the long run, it would, of course, be great to, to find out why, for instance, chromosome segregation is much less reliable in older women. And once we know why this is, we can see, can we improve this somehow, and in that way, can we help women to have babies when they are 39, 40? Can we improve in vitro fertilization treatment? So this is going to be the ultimate aim understanding why chromosomes are so likely to missegregate. And very recently, a few studies have suggested that defects during chromosome segregation might be due to links between chromosomes weakening over time. So there is a special protein complex, which is the cohesin complex, and it's like a glue between chromosomes. And it's been shown that this glue seems to get less as women get older, or as mice get older, actually, because it's not known whether this is also relevant for humans. And you could imagine that if you're now taking the glue away from two chromosomes that are glued together, and this is important for accurately segregating them, if you now remove this glue then all of a sudden they might not be able to be segregated accurately because yeah, you need to first glue them together, pair them up to then eliminate half of chromosomes into the polar body and the other half to keep the other half in the egg. So what's been shown is this glue mm-hmm. is, is getting weaker over time and this might be one of the causes for chromosome missegregation. But this hasn't been tested in human eggs yet so it will be very interesting to look into that in, in human eggs in the future.
0: You're talking there about one of nature's processes, which is not very good in older women. Is it good in younger women, or is nature just a bit messy and wasteful?
1: It seems to be quite wasteful in eggs. So in eggs, the the percentage of defective eggs is estimated to be quite high already in in younger women as well. So it's estimated that at an age of 30 or so, already around 10% of human eggs are abnormal. And one might argue, okay, maybe what chances does the body have? It just goes through menstrual cycle one. And once every menstrual cycle, you've got one of these oocytes maturing into a fertilizable egg. If it happens to be a bad egg, then the embryo simply won't develop. And in most cases, the woman won't even notice that there has been successful fertilization because the developing embryo simply won't be able to implant. It might just be that nature just gives it its best shot and just this is the O-side that I have right now and independently of whether you know there might have been some defects now with chromosome segregation, I'm just going to try to fertilise this egg and if it does develop, that's great. If it doesn't develop, that won't be a problem either because in most cases the embryo just won't even implant into the uterus and won't give rise to a pregnancy that is going to be noticed by the mother.
0: Who is funding this? Is this Medical Research Council... Yes, yeah, so this is
1: yeah, and I'm also having a, a grant from the European Union. But obviously there's a lot of interest also from in vitro fertilization clinics where very often they are just working with eggs and look at them on the transmitted light microscope where you can see what does the overall morphology of, of these eggs look like, but they don't know what is happening inside these eggs and for them it's very important to understand what is happening inside to be able to then judge the quality of the embryos in a more defined manner. Because injury
0: to fertilization is incredibly wasteful, not just in terms of human resources, money, everything that they, that goes on there.
1: I think it would be great if we could explore the possibility of using microscopy to assess the the quality of eggs. And very recently, um, there has been also a publication that suggested that if you are tracking the divisions of early embryo development, then it helps to select which are like later stages of embryo development for the in vitro fertilization treatment. So already now there is imaging approaches that are being used to assess the embryo quality and to select those for implanting them into patients that, that look good. But it would be great to further explore that and to possibly use more advanced light microscopy as well to assess embryo quality. But our focus is really fundamental research. So primarily we're interested in how are eggs normally developing and then also what goes wrong in eggs as women get older. But primarily we're interested in how are eggs developing normally and this is then the basis to later on develop improved in vitro fertilization treatments, for instance. We really want to get down to the molecules that are involved in this, so we're not just looking at you know how does it work, but we are... Mm-hmm actively interfering with how eggs develop in in mice. So, I mean, obviously, the segregation of the chromosome is a very complex process. There is many different genes, proteins involved in this. And by using, for instance, technology that's called RNA interference or also other protein variants, drug treatments, and so on, we can block the function of specific genes and then study how does that affect the development of the egg and is this an important gene for egg development for instance i mean this is a very simple assay and we're doing more complicated things than that but we are really trying to understand which genes which proteins are involved in accurate egg development and how are they all interacting with each other
0: that's awesome thank you very much that's pretty much all for today's show scientists at work is made by the science show team on community radio cambridge 105 You can also find past episodes on the website www.cambridge105.fm. You can also subscribe to future podcasts with the iTunes Store. You can get in touch with us on the email science at cambridge105.fm or on Twitter at 105 science. Till next time, it's bye from the Science Show team of Roger Frost and Chris Kreese. You're listening to The Science Show on Cambridge 105.